Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. And then it's Nils. Before he acts, he says, Darvin, you should have stayed put. This would have been much safer had you done so. He's going to kneel down, place his hands on the ground, and he's going to attempt to activate this now damaged teleportation circle. So it's going to be a rough bit of it. It won't be as assured a success as it would have been before this. Touches the ground. And you can see, uh, Finnegan, you can see a flicker of magic illuminate the runes. Uh, it's kind of crackling a bit in a faltering way. Had the circle been complete and undamaged, this would just light up. But it's flickering. It's crackling. You can see some of that light extend up through the bony fingers. And where those grim pendants are, they begin to glow a little as well. It's this deep purple color. Darvin, the instant that magic hits those grim pendants, you feel a slight pull on your body, as if your body wants to be whole. It's not enough to move you, but you can feel that pull, like a weak magnetic attraction. He needs to make a check here, since this is damaged now. Not great. And as he does so, Finnegan and Darvin, you can see... About five feet above the ground, in the center of this teleportation circle, there's a small sphere that begins to grow, crackling with that same dark purple energy. Finnegan, it looks just like the hollow. Without Darwin's body present here, it is pulling on the most recent, most powerful thing that he was able to accomplish. Obviously, the hollow is not Nils's end goal, but he begins to activate this. He turns his head, looks at you, Darvin. If you get back in here, we won't have to worry about what comes out of this. <laughs> and that's his turn. Arnis, you're still on the roof. It's about the size of a cantaloupe right now, that little sphere. Once again, I don't know what to do because I was... 
I was thinking, oh, maybe I can counterspell that thing, but it doesn't seem like whatever the DC oh, is, no. I might be able to make it. So I, I mean, and again, I could try to dispel it, but I don't. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's just try to Eldritch Blast this guy. Ooh, all right, let's get some Eldritch Blasts going. Ugh. All right, the low one's a sixteen. That one's not going to hit. 20? Oh, that'll hit. And then the 22 will hit as well. Yes, the 22 will also hit. Let's get some damage on him. Six. Total? <sighs> total. Okay. Sorry. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that wasn't it you. Isn't... Six total. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. There's no modifier on top of it. It's just the dice roll. Yep. So if you roll shitty, you roll shitty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Couple of good hits in. Does it distract him? Not enough. I hits him in the back a couple of times. <sighs> he winces. But he does his best to maintain his focus. Anything else, Arnis? Nope. Okay. You're cool with just staying up on the roof? and. I mean, for now. There, there are still stairs. I just... Sorry. I meant to say, there are still stairs. You don't have... The only recourse isn't to jump in. You could just walk down. <laughs> oh, well, why don't I start doing that on my turn? Go to wherever the stairs are and start okay. walking down. Yeah. You can come out near Darwin on your next turn. Because he went into that room with all the cool medical weapons. Finnegan, it's your turn. Nils continues to kneel in front of you. Alright. I'm going to... I don't have much left, but I'm going to use it. I'm going to Scorching Ray, Nils. Ooh, very nice. Let's do it. Is that a save or an attack? Ranged attack. Alright. 2d6 per ray. I'm throwing... All three of them. I figured as much. Yeah, the first one was a 28. The second was a 21. And the third one was a 20. Those will all three hit. Yeah. Fire, 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 fire. Cool, cool. So, 66. 25 total. Oof. Hot stuff. That is a lot of fire damage. Oh, but I'm not done. Oh. Really? I'm far from done. What's next? Because he's crossed a line. <laughs> he has crossed a line at this point. Uh-huh. I just have to figure out which one I'll do. A little more subtle. I'm not going full power here, but uh, I hold up the ring and I like thrust my left hand in the air with the ring. And there is a like, burst of bright divine light from it. And I am then enveloped in it as I cast a casting of Holy Aura from my ring. Alright, what does that do? A divine light washes out from you and coalesces in a soft radiance in a 30 foot radius around you. It just glow. <gasps> it's so it's nice. So That's all that happens too. That's all that happens. Not. Mm-hmm. Creatures mm-hmm. of your choice in that radius when you cast this light. Um, sorry. When you cast this spell, shed dim light in a five-foot radius and have advantage on all saving throws, and other creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls against them until the spell ends. So if only mm-hmm. myself and Cyril are in it, then it's just me and mm-hmm. Cyril. So you've got a 30-foot glow, and Cyril has a five-foot glow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And creatures that are attacking us have disadvantage. We have... You have advantage. Saving throws, so you have advantage on saving. 
On saving throws, yes. And then in addition, when a fiend or an undead... We don't need to worry about that. Okay, yeah. Actually, wait, we do. You're a fiend, aren't you? Yes. Okay, no, go ahead and read that. I was like, we don't have any fiends here, but I forgot. When a fiend or an undead hits an unaffected creature with a melee attack, the aura flashes with brilliant light, and the attacker must succeed on a constitution saving throw or be blinded until the spell ends. Oh, wait. So... This is if a fiend were to hit you. Mm-hmm. This is not if you hit somebody else. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that probably won't trigger unless you hit Cyril. Mm-hmm. So probably don't need that second part of it. But having advantage on all your saving throws and then having disadvantage to attack you is mm-hmm. great. And it's so bright. There's this nice glow coming from this floor and it extends up a little bit above the roof. And Aranus, you can hear some people. Oh, what's that up there? It's all light. As you're coming down. And then I walk over to Knowles. Uh-huh. And I just stand next to him. I'm going to attack, but I have movement and I have a free action. And I just stand next to him and I say, Nils. Hi, Nils. I'd like you to meet a friend of mine. I think you remember her from the last time she kicked your arse. And I wait for Cyril to come and attack Nils, uh-huh. which is exactly what she's going to do. For the advantage, for the tactics. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Cyril shakes off some stone. Like, light comes out. She bounds over. Gonna whack him with a tail. Oh, double tail whack. With advantage. Let's see some crits. I mean, let's just at least I see some hits. Let's have some fun. Number one. Twenty-six to hit. Oh yeah. 10 damage. That's bludgeoning in case you need it. And number two. Man, it was an 18 and then it rolled the other way. So instead, it's going to be an 18 total. <laughs> that does not hit Nils. Man, fuck that guy. All right, that's our turn. Okay. Very nice. Uh, let's just say you've distracted Nils. The little sphere of that hollow energy doesn't disappear, but it's not. It's not growing right now. And he's turned. He's lifted his hands up off the ground. and Oh, he's so mad. But it's not his turn, so fuck that guy. But first, Darvin, you're on the other side of the room. You've got Curio right next to you. What do you want to do? I think I better just attack Curio. All right, let them have it. It feels smarter than, you know, not. (laughs) Okay, first attack, leg sword. Is a 25. That hits. Nice. For 15 damage. Damn. Yeah. That was a good one. I rolled two fives, and the mod is five. Triple five. Triple threat. Okay, second leg sword. 24. Mm Mm-hmm. 13. All right. And... I'm still just going to throw one punch, conserving my key points here still. All right. Sounds good. Torn, but you know. It's a 19. That hits. Nice. Give them a good punch. For 11 damage. Yikes. Curio's getting all beat up. They're still standing. That's all I got, though. Okay. It's their turn. Uh Uh-oh. Curio is not in a good position health-wise, taking a lot of pain. 
it's going to lash out at you with one of their jellyfish tendrils and just try to stun you again. Ooh, that's an 18 on the die, Mr. Darwin. Oof. Yes, that will hurt. Please make a constitution saving throw. Let me roll some damage here. You're only taking six damage, but let's see if you're also stunned. I rolled an 18 this time. Okay, not stunned. Very good. Let's try to hit you again, then. That's a little lower. 18 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Make another constitution saving throw. Ooh, 11. Oh, somebody is stunned again. Damn it. And you take 11 points of damage. Okay. The second one hits harder, just whips right through the skin, and you can feel that just give you a jolt, and you lock up. And as you're about to slump over, they kind of kneel, put a shoulder into your gut, and hoist you up. They turn and they start slowly walking back. They're nowhere near as strong as Nils, so they only get about half their speed back. But they're carrying you back. Um, It is then Marston's turn. Arnis, you've already gone into the stairwell, right? Yes. Okay, so you're not poking up over the the edge of the roof there anymore, so he's not going to leap up there for you. Instead, he's going to... He's got Finnegan and Cyril here. I think Marston knows that Nils... Oh, actually, we need to continue the ritual. We need to continue the ritual. Yeah, here we go. Marston is going to take up position right next to Nils, behind him a little bit, lay his hands on the ground. Don't worry, boss, I got this. You take care of them. And they're going to continue whatever's happening here. That sphere of the hollow opens wider. It's now about... It's about two feet across, still crackling with that dark purple energy. Darvin, again, you can feel the pull. One, as Curio brings you closer, but two, as Marston continues to push this ritual forward, the magnetic-like pull between you and the pendants increases. Again, it's still not pulling you, but you feel it. It's like a tug at your leg, your missing leg. Nil stands up, gives a brief nod to Marston in thanks, takes that sword, that bony sword, and is going to do a slash right at you, Finnegan. Just try to cut you right across the chest. And he's got disadvantage, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's going to be an 18 to hit. Sorry, 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 sorry. The sword is magical again. That's going to be a 21 to hit. All right, I'm going to use a reaction, but go ahead and go through that, because you should go through that. Okay, because you need some damage. Let's see. So I lost that ability and that ability. Okay, so just the first and the last. You're going to take 15 points of damage. And what does this Grim Bone Sword do? Well, first... It has a bonus to its attack and damage rolls. It's a plus three sword. It's very nice. The two abilities it no longer has, thanks to your dispelling. Uh, Let's see, the first one is damage dealt by the sword can't be reduced by any means. That's no longer in effect. The second ability, which you also got rid of, is an extra 1d10 necrotic damage. So, yay. But the final effect that is still in place, besides being a plus three sword, is that you cannot gain health until the end of your next turn. Okay. 
the Darwin magic, the Darwin Corum magic in this sword has been twisted, rather than to stave off death to help ensure it. It felt very fitting for the obligate mortality. Okay. And then I point my middle finger at him and say <laughs> this, and cast a... Uh, or actually, no, I, 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 um, I flip in my ring finger, and I cast mm-hmm. Hellish Rebuke out of the ring at him. Oh, that's right. You've got one in, in the, the ring. ring. Nice. It's only level one, but good. Mm, yeah, it's level one. All right. What does he got to do? Or what do you got to do? Uh, make a deck save. He's probably going to save. Ah, yeah. But he'll take at least... Ha- oh, well, no, because uh, if he monk. saves, he won't take anything. Yeah. Well, he's not going to save, because that was a three on the die. So he'll take half damage. Nice. Damage is damage. Especially with 2d10s. Hmm? 14. Okay, and then half down to 7. Nice. Okay, so he slashes you across the chest. You burn him right back. Um, he's going to do it again. Does a 17 hit? Does a 20 yeah, hit? Yeah, anything higher than a 14 is going to hit, buddy. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Alright. It's 14 more damage. And then, yeah, with his other hand, he... Mm, with his other hand, he's just going to punch you in the face. He's going to reel back and just whew, clock you one in the jaw. Uh, yeah, that'll hit too, since your AC is only 14. Darvin, some help would be nice. I'm not meant to be going toe-to-toe with this dude. He's coming. He's, he's coming. coming. I'm owning me. <laughs> I'm stunned. You'll be unstunned soon. That's a 12 damage for you there, Finnegan. Come here. All right. Aranus, as you emerge from the stairwell over in the preparation room, you can see across. It's about 60 feet. That sphere has grown to about two feet in size, crackling with dark purple energy. Finnegan and Nils are toe-to-toe, as he just said. Cyril's right there, and Curio is hauling Darwin away towards the circle. Uh, Marston is actively trying to improve the circle. How far is Curio from me? 20 feet. Pretty good. Okay. Two options. Mm-hmm. I see Finn going toe-to-toe with this dude, but I see Curio dragging Darvin. Carrying Darvin. Carrying Darvin. I could go after Curio, or I could polymorph Finn. Ooh. Is that helpful or no? Uh, they're both helpful, but it's not for me to decide. Both helpful. I agree. I can't cast spells when I'm polymorph, though. Okay, and, and you want to be able to cast spells. See, this is why I'm yeah. asking, and I didn't just yeah. do it. All right. <laughs> In which case, then, I have a second question. Should I cast Eldritch Blast, or should I... No, I don't want to burn the inspiration. I'm just going to cast Eldritch Blast on Kirio. Try to slow them down. Okay. I mean, you may just end up killing them. We'll find out. Yeah. Not the way I've been rolling. Let's roll. Oh, for fuck's sake. You want to know what those numbers are on the dice? Uh, let me guess here. I'm going to say two, three, and five. A one, a three, and five. What the fuck? The high is a 15. None of those are going to hit. What a waste of a fucking turn. <sighs> Eldritch Blast just getting shot off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Weaving through the air, crashing into the walls, 
crashing into the floor. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. This is where we die. Not your fault. Not nice at happened. all. Um, it was a solid effort. Ugh. I mean, three dice. All right, Finnegan, what do you want to do? Oh, I'm going toe-to-toe with the big bad. Mm-hmm. One that you've got a personal grudge against, too. It's delightful. Yeah, just it sucks I've got no gas in my tank right now. I mean, I've got level one and level two spell slots. That's kind of... Mm-hmm. After all concentration for my holy aura, I should have done it um, three times. All right. And the first one saved. The second one saved. And the third one saved, thankfully. All right, cool. Nice. Luckily, he never didn't do enough damage on any of them to make it high enough to make it ridiculously hard. Yeah. All Without right. that additional necrotic damage, it's just the sword. I mean, it's a strong sword, but... Still fucking me up. All right. Fucking, I guess I'll shock and grasp him. That's all I can do. All right. Shocking grasp. Let's do it. It's a 14. Yeah, it's not quite enough. All right. Cyril's turn. What is she going to do? 25 on the first hit. Uh, who's she attacking? The Nils, the leader. Okay. Just making sure. That hits. Nine damage. All right. 27 on the second hit. Ooh, yeah, that hits too. Eight damage. Nice, nice. So after a couple of good tail thwacks, Nils turns and he's like, ah. He wanted to focus on you, Finnegan, but it seems Cyril won't allow him to. Darvin, you are still being carried. You are unfortunately stunned by Curio. You can speak, but that's about it. Uh, I don't think I have much to say. I'll just... Well, I'll tell Finn I'll come as soon as I can, but that's it. <laughs> don't worry, Curio is in a rush to get you there. And now that it's their turn, they're going to take the dash action to move as fast as they can and just drop you right along the edge of this teleportation circle. They rush for... They're moving slower because they're carrying you. They're not super strong. And a little bit of a speed boost because they're a monk, but still. They almost make it there and they just collapse and fall along the border of it. Marston is going to reach over and drag you the rest of the way into the circle. And Nil says, finally, Finnegan, I don't have time for you or your dog anymore. He turns. He turns his back to you. He doesn't even, literally doesn't care about you anymore. Places one hand on Darwin's chest, places one hand on the ground, and he's going to attempt to finish what they've started here. He crit failed. Yay! <laughs> and this is where he gets frustrated. Darwin, that hand he has on your chest, he grasps tight around your shirt. He just lifts you up a foot, slams you back down, and he says, Why are you resisting? This is what's good for us. This is what's good for the world. With each statement, he lifts you up again, pushes you back down. Darwin, one way or another, we will succeed. He hoists you up just by the shirt, and he's going to push your back right into that sphere. You don't go anywhere, but you feel this magical sensation all around your torso. So, not a success yet for them. Arnis, what would you like to do? 
Nils has Tarvin. Good. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, that guy. Okay. Yeah, fuck that guy. Well, first off, he was just shouting some shit. Oh, yeah. He dissed Finnegan, dissed Cyril. Now he's yelling at Darvin. Right. I'm talking about this is what's good for the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just going to shout. Oh, my God. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to do to this guy, but I'm going to shout who died and made you a fucking god. <laughs> and um, do something. I don't know what, though. <laughs> in which case, staring at Darvin, like right in the eye. Darvin, he's looking at you right in the eye, and he says, no one. And he turns to you, Arnis. Yet. What are you doing? I don't know. Nothing as impressive as all that shit I just said. <laughs> Some cool shit to say. Yeah, well, one person. You don't get to purposefully make a decision for the whole world. The irony of Arn is saying that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I added the word purposefully. I did it accidentally. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Nobody asked you. <laughs> You've made lots of purposeful decisions that affected the whole world. Yeah, but those were in a good way. You had good intentions. Good for us, anyway. Mm-hmm. Nils has good intentions. He just defines good very differently. Uh, but no, he is not aligned good, just to be clear. Okay. Okay. Here's a question. Listening. Could I divine pump up, dispel magic, and try to get rid of this little, like, portal that they're opening you can undo the progress they've made you can attempt it because i feel like that is the best use of my time rather than like trying to eldritch blast this guy again Mm -hmm. i feel like trying to undo their progress is a better use of my time so okay i'm gonna i'm gonna cast this at level four but then i want to use my two remaining divine charges to like get rid of as much of this thing as i possibly can Okay. I don't know what else to call it except to just, like, pump it up more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from there. I mean, I think using it to boost up your roll on this, because you're going to have to make a roll. They've been rolling for growing this. If you increase... Got it. I, if we think about it like steps, or like a clock, like they've made so many steps or they've filled in so many sections of the clock to right. complete this, you pumping it up could allow you to affect more than what you could without. I think if there was ever a time for me to use my rebellious charges, now is the time. Yeah, yeah, now's the time. I'm going to use all three of them to do major damage to the caster. Okay. Not messing around. I, I want this spell to succeed because I want you guys to succeed, but this is going to hurt you. Okay. I know exactly how to, but let's roll it first and then we'll, we'll play things out. If I'm considering using my inspiration, do I need to call that before I roll it? Yes, you should. Then I'm going to use my inspiration. Because it gives you advantage. Yeah. Yep. So I'm not, I'm not fucking around here. Yeah. <laughs> As you say. <laughs> yeah. That's another reason why I was like, I'll give you disadvantage. You're just going to use your inspiration to cancel that out. That's not fun. Okay. Well, that's almost your... as high as you can possibly roll. So uh, just looking at what I add here. Your spellcasting mod. Okay. So then that is a 24. Dang. Almost as high as I can roll. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You reach out with this dispel magic. It's not a visible beam or line or anything that you're creating, but as soon as that magic touches that sphere of the hollow, it lights up almost like a lightning bolt and just feeds back into your arm and just shoots through your body 
And you can feel this pain locking you up as the sphere begins to shrink. Back down, revealing more of Dar- like Darwin's not in as much contact with it anymore. And you, Aranus. And some good numbers. You haven't taken much damage, though, yet, have you? Oh, I'm back at full health. Oh. Because of that mass cure wounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As you do so, there's this feedback from the hollow, and you take 25 points of damage. Okay. It's definitely magical. I'm not even sure what to call it. Psychic? Maybe? Yeah, that makes sense. Shoots through you, causes you to seize up for a moment. <sighs> but yeah, that, that orb shrank and definitely delayed them. Nils is starting to lose his cool. He was already starting. He's losing it more so now. Right. So he said yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. He and did say yet. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that. It's gonna hurt the fuck out of me, and I don't even care. I'm gonna look back straight in his eyeballs and go, yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Finnegan. Yeah. What do you want to do? He's holding Darwin up by the shirt. Yeah, that's not cool. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and. Let's see, I've already done this once. So I've got one left. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and Scorching Ray him again. All right. Number one, 16. That's not going to hit. Number two is a 27. Oh, that hits. Yeah. And number two, twee, number three is a 29. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Nine damage. Four dice, two of them rolled ones. Oof. Okay. Anything else you want to do, Finnegan, or is it Cyril's turn? No, nah, it's Cyril's turn. All right. What is she doing? Right over to him and whacking him with her tail. All right. Catch him around the legs with this tail. First one's going to miss. It's a two and a three on the die. Oof. 23 on the second one. Oh, yeah, that hits. Pain damage. Okay. He is pushing through the pain. Darvin, you're not stunned anymore, but you are being held aloft by your shirt. Your back pressed into this small sphere now. And you can still feel that magical tingle. What do you want to do? Can I do anything about being held aloft? Yeah, you can try to escape this kind of makeshift grapple. Dex or strength. Okay. Uh, let's um, go. Let's see. Or you could just punch him in the face from there. Could I punch still? Oh, yeah. Your, your arms and legs are free. You can do whatever you want with those things. Because if you try to escape, that's your whole action. Yeah. yeah, okay. And if I attack him successfully, he might drop me? He would have to pass out to drop you. Could I make other attacks, like with swords and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Anything that you've got on you. So I could make my full attack, in other words. Oh, yeah. You can totally flurry of blow just right there. All four limbs going at it. Okay, I'll just make a full attack then. Okay, let's do it. And maybe I will flurry this time. We'll see. <laughs> First attack leg sword is a dirty 20. That hits. Ooh, for nine damage. All right. Second attack leg sword uh, is a 14. That one's not going to hit. Uh, I'm going to spend a key point to flurry. Mm-hmm. Okay, marked. Two punches. First punch is a 26. Oh, that hits. Yeah. For nine damage. Mm-hmm. And second punch is a 29. Ooh, good hits. Four, well, six damage. All right. Swing at him, punching him in the neck, punching him in the side of the head. And he's, oh, he's trying to shake it off. 
His head's dipping a little bit. He's taken a lot of a beating. You guys have messed him up a lot. He's just so focused on the mission. Too focused on the mission, probably. A little obsessed. It's been kind of his goal since the conscription was recalled. Is that it, Darwin? Oh, I did want to respond to his question, why do you resist? Yeah. I'm just going to say, I resist because this is not Coram's way. He responds back, well, Coram is wrong. And then we've got a couple of his friends here to go. We've got Curio up first and Marston. But you're already in the center. I think both of them are going to use their actions to try to undo the damage that Aranus has done to this. I try to build this back up. So once they complete this, like, as far as they're concerned, like, we did it. They gotta try to make, they gotta try to, let's see. Alright, we're gonna get a little bit of success. Not quite back up to where it was before Aranus interfered, but close. Darwin, you can feel that sphere expand, kind of pass around your waist. Nils is going to slam you into the ground and attempt to finish this on his own. He doesn't like what you're saying. He doesn't like that this is all just gone sideways on him. He lifts you up a little higher and then slams you down into the ground and knocks the wind out of you a little bit. The point of this isn't to be an attack. The point of this is to finish the damn magic. The sphere grows again, almost reaching out to the fingers surrounding the edge of this teleportation circle. He's so close. It's so close to being done. If not for Aranus's interference here. He just said, mm. one way or another, this will happen. Darwin, whether it's with you, here, or not, you won't stop us. Even if I don't get what I want, I can assure you that you won't either. Aranus, it's your turn. Your actions last turn did buy you a whole nother round. Otherwise, yeah, but they're still trying. What do you want to do? Basically, all three of them are focused on this ritual, not caring about the pain. I'm just, like, looking at my list of options and feeling like I'm out of them. I can't do enough damage to them to get them to stop. I can't do enough damage to the magic to get it to stop. Still got that giant firestorm? No. Oh. What about, um, so what you did last time worked. If you could do that again, that might help. You have Tasha's that could help. I don't know where you're at spell that's wise. If Tasha's is charmed, it wouldn't work on him, but it's no, no, it's not charmed. It is a wisdom save though. Yeah. I mean a lot most of my stuff is wisdom save. Right. I just meant like there is a chance. You could try to spell magic again. I know you're out of divine charges. Yeah. I don't know how big you want to go here. I don't know if you want to endanger your friends if you've got AoE type stuff. I really I really don't. Like, I don't have any more high-level spells. The highest uh-huh. slot I have left is four. So, I mean, I, I, that's why I'm kind of at a loss, because I don't... What can you do at a level four? Level four. Confusion? Polymorph. <laughs> and confusion is a ten-foot radius sphere. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I could it's get the dude, sphere. but I'm gonna get right. That's So it's a 20 feet across. Yeah, you'd get everybody. That's not you. You could try to polymorph Nils and his crew. Uh, I know it's a saving throw again, but... I'm just going for one of the lesser ones and at least try and slow it down. Try and slow what down? The the ritual. You mean cast Dispel Magic again? 
I'm saying if you want to go with something that's not Dispel Magic and cast like Polymorph on one of the other guys that's not Nils, then that could potentially slow the ritual down because they're not casting it. Yeah. It wouldn't work on Curio since they're a shape changer, but Marston, mm-hmm. we can continue to fuck that guy up, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's your call. They are very close. I mean, I could, I could try it. They get to make a save, so... Well, I mean, no matter what, they're going to get to make a save or you're going to have to roll an attack. Don't assume they're going to fail and just go for it. Okay. I mean, then what I'm, else are you going to do? I, I don't know. That's the problem. I'm feeling mm-hmm. very, very useless right now. We all because are. Because I don't have any of my big guns. Mm-hmm. It's been a long fight. Everybody's been hurt. Everybody's going through their stuff. I know you guys already started with a smaller tank than they did, but... Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Which is really the problem. We're at a tipping point here. This this next round. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm going to try to polymorph Marsden. Okay. Poor Marsden. First, what are you going to try to polymorph him into? A rat. And what's the save? 18. 18 oh, it's wisdom. 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 I wanted to know both, but okay. 18 wisdom, and you're going to try to polymorph him into a rat? Yeah. Did I was I thinking a cat, but I was like, eh, let's go tinier. Let's go rat. Yeah, the cat's too Tinier cute. and slower. Well, and a cat's my thing. I polymorph myself into a cat. So, like, mm-hmm. no. If you polymorphed him into a cat that looks just like cat you, and you're like, ha, you're me now. I'm kidding. <laughs> Why give him the pleasure, right? I mean, he wouldn't know, but... <laughs> he wouldn't know. Well, that's a two on the die, so... Oh, thank oh, God. God. It's like this guy, right? <laughs> I mean, that seems to be the way things are going. So, yeah. He's a rat now. It's a very weird and gross transformation because as he starts shrinking down into rat form, it, it does start with just the shrinking and getting hairier, but the grasshopper legs don't turn as quickly as the human part of the body. So for a brief moment there, he's like this oversized man rat-ish thing with hairy grasshopper legs, it's shrinking down, shrinking down, and the back legs are still green once he's totally a rat. But they're no longer grasshopper <laughs> legs. Right. Might have like a little bit of scaliness on them. Kind of, not scaliness, but the uh, chitinous texture to them as opposed to the front legs. But for all intents and purposes, he's a rat. He's like, <laughs> and starts just panicking, running in circles. Cool. Poor, poor Marston. Anything else, Arnis? Yeah, sure. Why not? I wanna give bardic inspiration to somebody darvin okay <laughs> chris is pointing away from himself <laughs> that's good because darvin is at the center of this ritual right now you can see him silhouetted against this sphere it is large now it is almost taking up that full teleportation circle and while Everybody within the teleportation circle is within that space. They're also still within this space here. So you see them just perfectly backlit, silhouetted by this hollow space. Like they're just floating in outer space, just on solid ground, though. Purple energy crackling around the edges. Finnegan, you can see both into the hollow and into the church, as if the two places were overlapping. Nils and Curio are gonna attempt to finish this if they can on their next turn. Uh, Nils is holding Darvin down by the chest. What do you want to do? 
I'm very angry that Darwin is in the middle of this right now because all of my options are going to potentially hit him. And that fine, hit me. I don't hit me. It's fine. The psychologically scarred dude who was stuck in the looming tomb is is not going to hold back at this point because this must be stopped at this point. That is quite fair. So going to use my action to throw a chromatic orb of acid at the one that's not Nils. Curio. I don't use my chromatic orb a lot, but it's going to happen. It's one of my favorite spells. It's great damage it is. spell. It's great. This is going to be a range spell attack. Mm-hmm. 23 to hit. Oh, yeah. That hits Curio real good. They're so focused on this ritual. 11 acid damage. It burns and sizzles at their skin, and it splashes across their shoulders, and it starts eating away at the suturing and the stitching. That's holding on the tendrils. And one of them just drops off. The other one is hanging on by a thread. They are panting and wheezing and hurt. They just bite their lip and try to focus through the pain. The next thing I'm going to do is I want to use my move to get to a place where if I were to cast something that was a five foot wide line, it wouldn't hit Cyril. She's the only thing I'm trying to not hit with this. Mm-hmm. Ideally, I'd love to line up both of these cultists, but I'm definitely not going to take the risk to hit Cyril. Okay. I think that's perfectly plausible. Darwin is within that line, too. Yeah. But like Darwin was saying, like he gave you the nod, like, do it. All right. And as you move away, Nils doesn't care. You're secondary. Yeah. So I could put myself in this position, and I thrust forth the ring again and this time the holy aura just melts away and I'm gonna use my use of sunbeam five foot wide line 60 foot long beam of brilliant light lashing forth from the ring each creature in the line makes a con save on a fail they're gonna take 2d6 radiant damage and is blinded until my next turn 2d6 Sorry, 68. Okay. Read that wrong. That's better. That's better. It's a sixth (laughs) level spell. (laughs) Yeah, it's a sixth level spell. I, hmm, cool. And since this is a con save, them being monks doesn't matter. Yep. All right. Darvin, you make this constitution saving throw as well. This beam of light is definitely going to hit you. 27. The save on this is a 16, unfortunately. So, I mean, unfortunately for everybody else, for you, that's good. Mm -hmm. So you'll take half. Oh, it's going to hit little rat Marston. (laughs) Squeak, squeak, squeak. Ah! 16, you said? Yes. Well, Marston fails again. The other two do manage to succeed, but they'll still take the half damage. 29 damage total. 29 damage total. So 14 for the half damage. 29 for everybody else. Which is so just I'm taking hard. I'm taking half too, right? Because it passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Which means you're also not blinded. Oh, also nice. And I can create a new line every turn as my action until the one minute concentration is up. Okay. Okay. Well, a few things happen when you do this because this is awesome. Um, you know. <laughs> First, Q 
Cheerio needs to make a save to not just out and out die here, using their Grim Pendant. They survive, but both of those tendrils now just completely burned off. It's not great. Marston, as a rat, I'm guessing did not have 29 hit points. Uh, let me go down here, find rat, beast, one hit point. The damage carries over. This beam of light hits Marston. There's a little ready. It burns away, leaving Marston on the ground, blinded. Ay, 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 ay. And he has no idea what's going on. Nils makes his save as well. Sorry, not his constitution save. He makes his pendant save to remain upright and holding on to Darwin. He just says, if it's the last thing I do, it won't be the last thing I do. Anything else, Finnegan? No, but uh, Cyril's going to continue to press the Nils. Okay, going after Nils. 23 on the first one. And that hits. Nils is at the point where he's just making saves to not die. You can still roll your damage. I just want to Nine let damage. you know. Any damage yeah. triggers this. Ah, oh, he crits. Okay. He is driven. Uh, 28. That hits as well. 8 damage. That's an 18 on the die. God damn it. Okay. I guess disappointment and hatred really can just push you through the pain. Is that it for Cyril? That is it for Cyril. All right. Darvin, on your back. Nils holding you down with his clenched fist around your shirt. Burnt by radiant damage. Bruised. Bleeding. Cut. You see this sphere of the hollow around you. Curio and Marston are just in the background. Both of them severely wounded. What do you want to do? Keep attacking. That's all I can do, right? It's the best thing to do. I mean, I shouldn't say it's the best thing to do, but it's a good thing to do. Don't forget you have bardic inspiration. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. I'm slightly torn because I also have a few charges left, but I don't think there's any way I can use them as long as he's holding me. And I think I have to attack. I can't not. Okay. Because yeah, if you hit him, every time you hit him, he's going to make that save. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's bardic work again? What do I get? You roll your attack, and then you can decide if you want to add it or not before I tell you if it succeeds. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's a D12 that you're adding on. Damn. Okay, so first attack is a... Ooh, it's a crit. That one's going to hit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's going to have to try to make a saving throw again. There's another 18 on the die. God <laughs> damn this it. This is a strong die. This one's also sparkly. It's on theme. Okay, second attack is a second crit. Right. <laughs> When damage is kind of irrelevant, that's, you know, I'm, perfect. I'm still loving it, though. He's holding you down, and you're just kicking up at him with a leg sword, and driving it into him. Stabbing just, him in. He's just not fucking caring. Okay, there we go. This one I actually have to try to do math on now, because it finally wasn't 18 or higher. <laughs> Darwin, you thrust the leg sword up into him again. And his eyes go wide, crazy eyes, veins around the whites, blood coming out of his mouth. He lifts you up, pulls you face to face. This world will be better. 
And then his hand goes slack, and his eyes roll back, and he collapses down on top of you. <sighs> what do you want to do, Darvin? There's still... He's dead on top of you. He's heavy, but okay. you could squirm so... out. You don't need to make a save or anything, but you do have to squirm out. It'll take extra movement. Okay, let's do that. It's basically like difficult terrain standing up. Okay. If that makes any sense. It does. Okay. I'm wondering if I still need to worry about the other two. Marston is blind. Curio is without arms. I, you, Yes, you should worry about them. Okay, so first I will squirm out. Mm-hmm. My movement is 55. Could I still get I, to... I think you can attack either one of them. I don't think you're leaving this sphere on this turn. But I could attack them from here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're all within it, too. Got you. Good enough. I use both my sword attacks already, by the way. Mm-hmm. So all I have mm-hmm. is a punch. So I will punch Curio. Because he's almost out, right? Yeah, they're almost... Yeah, he's already made one save. They, sorry. Yeah, they're very close to death. Okay, so attacking Curio with my fist. Ugh, I rolled a 15. Total? You have bardic inspiration. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's roll Bardic on that. Then the other thing is I gotta get out of D12, which I probably should have done before. Sorry. Okay, there we go. Okay, so I said 15 before, right? I rolled a... Mm -hmm. Now you roll a D12. I rolled a 9, so 24. That's gonna hit. Arnus's words ring through your head. Strike them. Does Curio survive it or not? Yeah. You knock them down, but they're still alive. Gasping. Brutal. Are you making two attacks or just the one attack against them? I only said one. Okay. I mean, they're practically dying. Curio says, Marston, if I fail, it's all up to you. Lacking arms makes this difficult. They will have disadvantage on this check. They're just going to attempt to finish it. What's that, Arnis? Can I cast Counterspell? This isn't a spell, this is... Okay. thought I'd ask. Yeah, it's a fair ask. Nice, I suppose. It's a multi-step ritual. Can I, can I use cutting words? If it works on skill checks. Yeah, ability check, attack, yeah, yeah. or damage roll. Yeah, absolutely. You can cutting words this. Then I... I, I wanna. Then what are your cutting <laughs> words? Curio gets their knees under them, pushes themselves up, fall backwards onto the teleportation circle and begins muttering something in an attempt to finish this off. And you say, from across the room, I should come up with something dramatic. I don't really have anything. <laughs> My brain is okay. just going, stop! Fuck! <laughs> Alright, roll that, roll yeah. that d12. Roll so I'll tell three. you right now, you need you need this to work, otherwise... It didn't. I rolled I rolled a three. Okay. Yeah, they had a 13 and a 15 on the die here. You're not even getting it under 10. That's enough for this final tick. I need everybody to make a constitution saving throw. Everybody. Sure, so we can all die. Cool. This isn't gonna hurt. I'm, it's bad, but this isn't pain here. Alright, let's... Let's start with Arnis, since Arnis was trying to interfere here, and is the farthest away. I got a 15. Okay. Finnegan. 7. 
Cyril? 16. Hey, nice. Darvin, you're at the center of this. What do you got? 18. And this includes Curio and Marston as well. Curio crit fails. I think for them, for Curio, this is fatal. They were already bleeding out, dying, and they pushed so much of themselves into this. And as that sphere of energy expands out even farther, lining up perfectly with these bone, with these bony fingers, as they're lying on their back there on the ground, finishing this ritual, blood just starts coming out of their eyes, streaming down their face, out of their nose, out of their mouth, out of their ears, and they just... And there's a slight smile on their face. Marston, blinded by Finnegan, isn't sure what's going on, but everybody else. Arnis and Finnegan. You failed, both of you. Darwin, you succeeded, but you're the focal point of this. You get lifted up off the ground, Darwin, and you're just floating in the center of this orb. Arnis and Finnegan, you both start getting pulled in towards where Darwin is at. Finnegan, you're much closer, so you're like wrapped around his legs. Arnis, your heels are dragging as you're getting pulled in closer and closer, as this is just pulling and pulling in. Where's Cyril in all this, please? Cyril is not getting dragged in. Cyril succeeded, as did Darwin. Got it. So Cyril can easily exit out of this space, if need be. Um, And because Darwin is in here, the scene, the light, the colors change. The view of the hollow disappears, and the colors start shifting to reds and golds, and it begins darkening more and more. Before I go on to the last bit of this, before the next thing happens, I need to ask Nate a question. Sure. Because I don't know how this is going to end. I've got two endings here in my head, but this is, this is Darwin. All right. Let me preface this by saying, your death is not on the line. Your life is not on the line, I mean. <laughs> Anyways, this isn't a life or death question here, but how much is Darwin willing to sacrifice here? Because um. I have an out, and I have a way to leave you in, and both are painful. I'm willing to sacrifice. Sacrifice anything? Pretty much. I mean... Okay, let me rephrase this. Darwin, Nate, do you want this to be physical sacrifice or emotional sacrifice? Uh, don't know how to answer that. I want to say physical because emotional sounds bad. <laughs> if you would rather this be a physical sacrifice. You'd rather this be physically painful rather than emotionally painful. Okay. In which case, we'll resolve it this way. Marston's the only one left. And he's blinded. Just wanted to see how long Marston was blind for. Still not going to see this. Not going to see the good stuff. The thing that they were working towards. Unfortunately, with Nils dead, with Curio dead, and with Marston blinded, and the bone sword severely weakened, they may not be able to take the last, last step here. The color of this sphere shifts darker, reds, golds, glinting in the space. While Nils and his followers were able to find a way to bring beings here, they were never able to get the being 
they wanted here because they didn't have a strong enough tie to it. The Grim Pendants helped because Darwin has the strongest tie of anyone that they knew. Darwin's body being here entirely strengthened that connection even more. And as this sphere solidifies, stabilizes, Corum is pulled through. And he is not happy. No one summons Corum, let alone hauls him physically to where they want him to be. He's furious. He grows in size as he gets pulled through, extending upward through the fallen roof. There are shrieks from people outside in the city, in the courtyards, in the streets. He glances down. He sees the death. He sees Finnegan, Cyril, Darvin, Arnus. Arnus. And he shouts down. He doesn't shout down. He just speaks. And it's just loud. Who dares bring me here? This is unforgivable. Finnegan and Arnus make a strength saving throw. As he's just going to use his divine power to just toss you. You want Cyril too? Cyril will be unaffected because she did not fail the previous one. This is kind of a reversion of the pull that was bringing you in. I got 13. You did better than me. I got a 12. Against Corm, that's not going to be good enough. No, I didn't think so. You both get tossed back against the nearest wall. Seven bludgeoning damage. Cyril goes bounding after Finnegan. Marston hears this and begins just scrambling away. Doesn't know where to, cutting his hands on the debris on the ground. Darvin, you're left unaffected. Corm looming above. Darvin, did you do this? Not as far as I know. <laughs> Dude, just, ex- say no. Dude, ex- just say no. Just say no. What's happening? <laughs> okay, no. And? It's up to you how much you want to tell him right now, buddy. I'll, I'll, I'll be, no, I'll be verbose about it. It was, it was them. And we tried to stop them. And we tried to stop them. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Just to be clear what side we're on. Oh, God. <sighs> then why are you at the center of this, Darwin? I... I got pulled through because of the pendants, because it was tuned to me. I was trying to stop it. I had to approach. I got sucked in unwittingly. Roll persuasion, Darvin. Oh, good. Oh, Jesus. I got a 16. That's not bad. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Dealing with Cora. Then I shall ensure that this never happens again. He's going to reach down to Darwin. He extends a finger. It is a normal, albeit large, fleshy, human-like finger. As it passes through this sphere and gets closer to you, the skin and the musculature all just peels away, leaving a bony finger that he plunges into your chest. And your body lights up in pain. Make a constitution saving throw. Ooh, that's a 
A crit to 28. Holy shit. Holy you're gonna, shit. You're going to be conscious <laughs> through this. Nice. As he plunges his finger inside your chest, you feel your body light up with pain. And he is using your body as a conduit to reach out to every piece of you. The grim pendants in Nils, in Curio, in Marston burst. Marston, unfortunately, having it implanted, this just bursts out of his chest. And he collapses down, dead. Your detached leg that's been hopping along somewhere ignites in fire and ash and disintegrates. You are brought down to one HP. You crit, you're staying awake for this. And it burns through everything that you have in you. Your key points, your divine charges. Cade is screaming in your head. He has not felt pain, really, since coming back to this world from Korm's realm. Arnus has felt pain, you have felt pain, but he hasn't really. And this just is like a spike in his head. And he screams and screams. And with his finger still inside your chest, Korm says, Darvin, you will be deathless no more. If this is the consequence, then it cannot be allowed. And he pulls his finger out of your chest. And there's a gaping wound that just slowly pulls itself back together. But you will not be dead yet. You owe it to me and to the other gods. No. Just me. I don't know what their goal was. But this was an obscene and blasphemous act. Do not come to me again until you have made up for this sin. Turns Finnegan and Arnus. He steps up onto the roof, steps off down into the courtyard, reduces in size, and just walks out the city. The city is silent as he leaves. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 Mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 Governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. 
as always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.